What's up, everyone? Welcome to RNFM Radio. This is episode 240, rocking it out, and we're going to be building off of episode 239. On the fifth tip, we talked about how we were owning our influence and authority and starting to build something around that. We're going to be talking a little bit about that in episode 241, how you're kind of like testing the market, solving a problem, differentiating. That's what we're going to be talking about in this one. So building off of episode 239 from last week, show notes are going to live at rnfmradio.com forward slash episode 240. And you know what? We are on the pulse of business. And speaking of on the pulse, we are at Pulse Media Network. And there's a listener group that I need to tell you about that we have been, it's been off the chains over there, and we'd love to invite you over there. This is a public Facebook group, so links will be in those show notes that I had mentioned and in the mobile app. Just head over there. It doesn't even have to be a Pulse Media Network podcast. It could just be podcast in general, because you know what? We are rocking faces over there, and we're rocking faces right here. So let's get your faces rocked off on episode 240 and get in here with us. Come on. Sweet. We're back. All right. This is a good one. Trifecta's in the house. Man, episode 239, wasn't that like amazing, Scala? Come on. You liked it, didn't you? You liked she it. She did. She did. I listened to it several times. Oh, uh, I know And you she did. laughed. She did. And she did. I laughed, she laughed with her. And it was funny because my kids, when I had the 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 player in the car, said, like, oh, dad, we're going to listen to your show again. Because I like to hear the audio in the car to see like what it sounds like if I need to make any tweaks in post-production. And of course, they're cracking up too. Saying that I'm silly, saying that you guys are crazy for putting up with me. Anyway, I appreciate That's the true. tolerance. <laughs> you know, what was funny when I listened to it the first time was we recorded that one in a day of recording many. And so that probably was such a distance ago that when I was listening to it, I had no recollection of the comical moments and it was more hilarity and extremely lovely. And that's why I listened to it twice in the car and once at work. So three times. Wow. That's a testament. It, it is. A it testament. is. And for the folks out there that are listening after you're done with this episode, rewind and listen to it again. <laughs> uh, only unless there's like some value that you really need to gain, uh, bring, or wash, need, rinse, and whatever. repeat, as Kevin likes to say. It, I know, rinse and repeat it. You got it. Uh-huh. So speaking of rinse and repeat, we are going back to episode two thirty nine. They're like, people are like, wait, I was just there. Why do we have to go back to two thirty nine? Trust us, it's not the entire episode. We will not replay this in its entirety. But there was a tip. There was a suggestion. There was a technique, whatever you want to call it, label it, I don't care, that we talked about. And Elizabeth hit me up and was like, man, we need to expand on this. Isn't that true? I'm not making yeah, this up. For, well, for the for the sake of time, I mean, I prefer podcasts to get me where I'm going. And, Let's go. Right. My point is, for the sake of time, we couldn't expand upon that and go into deep, ta- deep detail in 239. So deep we're going to yeah. break out. What tip four or five from last week? Not sure I remember, but really yeah, it was five. get into the meat of the meat and potatoes of five. You know what? You're well, reliving two thirty nine because I said publishments. Me talk pretty one day. I mean, I was I was tripped up all over that episode. It's contagious. We are pulling in the energy from episode two thirty nine. We can't even speak correctly. So anyway, let's get this publishment done. And yeah, so it was tip number five where we were talking about, so owning your authority and your influence and developing something special, but something different. Don't do what everybody else is doing. Not saying that you can't use those same platforms, but how are you doing it differently? 
So we're going to be talking about your product. I mean, we can label it as a product because it could be anything. Could be, and we'll talk more about this in another episode, podcast, ebook, blog, a course, just right. well, yourself. It could be product or service. So the point right. of yeah. this episode is to say, this is what you're offering your market. This is what you're putting out there t- for pay. This is how you're establishing, growing and sustaining a business. And though you put something out there and is it going to flop or is it going to flourish? And we want you to flourish. So we're going to give you four suggestions on doing just that. Wait, it's just summarize it and bullet it up. It's as if she's good at that. We've got like a list or something in front of us. But no, that's in and, and Scala. I say product. It could be a service. So I just want to tell the listeners out there that if I say product, yes, you're right. It could be a service. I just kind of label it all. But hey, if you don't want to be put in that box, fine. Break it out. And a service is a product. Exactly. All right. So right. what are we solving? Let's, here? Okay. Let's be productive and service our community. Right yeah, because now. there's a real problem. We've got to get to solving it. You know. Yeah. Them listening to our banter for so many minutes. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Through Vanilla Ice, let's solve a problem here. What is the problem? Like, well, you you have to figure that out, right? Isn't that part of your homework? I just gave you the problem. You wait. You're telling me that I've got to figure this out. Yes, you do. Okay. How do I do that? All right. So, I'm. Is it something that I might be having a problem with, and I think that well, other people could be having the same problem? No. No. no okay. No, you're not. No. No. You have to. People. I need are to know a it. Problem. Oh, now it could be a problem you have experience with that you've figured out solutions for for yourself. And then you realize you can monetize those solutions by teaching other people what you learned. Is that in line? Can I do that? There's no rules, no rules. Well, I think it goes back to episode 239 is that we apparently are an expert and we have some influence. We have some kind of authority in something. We've already identified the fact that we know something that somebody else doesn't know. So even if it is something that you've tripped up over in in past in a past life and you figured it out and now you have become an expert or knowledgeable about it. So again, I, I would agree that Scala is saying that it's not a matter of you having the same problem and you're trying to help other people because how in the world can you help lead other people to a solution if you yourself are having issues with it? So this right, this right. is about identifying you know something. Yeah, you either, like Keith said, you either went through it, came out the other side, now you want to help others, that's great, and and or you are observant, you're out there in your day to day. You hear about people constantly complaining, like, "How come I can't get you know movies to my TV? I don't understand. Why can't I get these movies to my TV?" And then someone <laughs> came up and said, "Here's your solution." So, like that. Simple and enough. since time, since time immemorial, people have been solving problems for others. Because if you go back to say the caveman days, there was a caveman who was really good at, let's say carving bones so they were sharp and they could be stuck into a piece of meat and put into the fire. And another caveman thought, hmm, I really need one of those, but I don't know how to do it myself. So they decided to trade something. And the caveman who carved that piece of wood into a sharp stick got something in return and he solved a problem for the other caveman. So there you go. Well, and even before the caveman times, if we're talking about that sort of predated to, I don't know the dates, but Solving a problem is the reason why we, if we're talking about monetizing a product or service, you know, yourself or some widget, think about it, is we 
go to a place, we give money to a place, we hire a entity to help us mm-hmm. with a problem. That's the thing. We need something. So, I mean, this is just right. really basic, you know, because you're thinking about like, don't overcomplicate this. It's that you do know something that somebody else doesn't know and people <coughs> pay or invest in or need help with a problem just like yourself. So try not to mm-hmm. just take it to a level like where you're like, but yeah, why would people pay for this? I mean, we haven't gotten to that yet, but just remember you yourself as a consumer need some help with something and you open up your wallet to, to do that. And we'll talk, we'll talk about that. So, right. And just so, so the audience understands and, and internalizes this notion, this goes for any business. If you want to put solar panels on your house, you hire someone who knows how to solve that problem for you because you don't know how to do it yourself. Or if you need a salad and you don't have the wherewithal to go to the store and make the salad with the raw products, you go to a cafe and order a salad and then you eat it. So any business proposition or any any service or product solves some problem for you. And the problem can be as simple as that you need a cup of coffee and can't make it yourself right now. So it goes for anything you want to do. Great. All right. So problem solving, but on the next step, Scala, do you need to take it or are you okay? Problem solved. Wait, (laughs) problem Go ahead. Problem solved. Okay, okay, I'm done. Next. Solve the problem of the first tip. So moving to the second. Now, mm-hmm. Keith Keith was talking about the caveman and chiseling his stake and his sword or <laughs> his blade. <laughs> so awesome. My, 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 I'm going to oh keep going with that example. Go for say, it. Some cavemen chiseled blades and some hit stones. So you have mm-hmm. to differentiate your product, your service, you know, how does it stand apart? Why is it different? What is unique about it? Um, how do you deliver it in a way that is <laughs> special? And and you, going back to that influence and ownership, we talked to you about you identifying your strengths and knowing what those are. So how do you bring your strengths to your differentiated solution? You know, I, I know that I laughed because I love doing that, especially when you're in the room. But that's actually that I'm admitting I'm eating crow uh, and I'm beating it with a rock right now. Actually, no, no animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. But that is a great example. That is a great example because Mm -hmm. there is an end or, you know, to, to whatever it is, to this journey, this path like this, there is a solution. How you get there and how you deliver that answer to people is your own you and you need to own that. So we talked about owning the influence and authority. You may have, you should as an individual should have a different way to approach it. And whether that's better than someone else's, you know, that that's subjective, but it could be meeting that uh, connection with that person to say, I like the way she's doing that. I like Mm -hmm. the fact that she is chiseling instead of hitting with a rock. I'm more aligned with that. And so you can understand that you align going back to yourself as a consumer. Why is it that you choose a certain problem solver? Because there are plenty of problem solvers out there, but you yourself may align with a certain, you know, person, entity, brand, whatever, because 
they have differentiated. You're liking what they're right. doing. And we may need to build upon this in another episode, though we've covered the subject before, but we may need to revisit it about branding because it's their experience of you or your product or service or your company that makes them perhaps choose you because your service or product might be very similar to someone else's, but they're like Elizabeth said, there has to be a differentiator to make them say, yes, that's the one that I want to choose. Man. And then, and then going back to episode 239, where we talked mm-hmm. about, um, you know, owning it and, and feeling comfortable <coughs> knowing that not every customer consumer is going to resonate with your product or service and being okay with that because the more specific, the more differentiated you can be, the more you can speak to that ideal one person out there, um, the more successful your business will be. Oh, so you're saying then I shouldn't necessarily try to be everything to everyone because I'm still really dialing in on that differentiation. And so I'm not going to seem very different if I start doing what the folks across the street are doing as far, far as the problem solving is concerned. So, so, that's right. Yeah. yeah that's okay. Right. Okay. Right. Like say you're a nurse who decides to open a small home health agency and your home health agency is going to offer pretty much the same services as everybody else. But you do have to figure out the branding of that agency, but also what are the things that make your service special? You know, what are the things that differentiate you? And there, we could go on with that for 30 minutes for a home health agency. But people, I think, get the idea that they have to come up with something that's not just catchy, not just a buzzword. It has to be something really significant or substantial to make someone choose you out of column A, column A and not someone out of column B. Well, and let me give let me give actually a a non healthcare specific uh, for 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 some of the customer service oriented folks and mm-hmm. you know totally outside of healthcare is that so as an example my cousin uh, from Virginia was on a road trip you know thousands of miles you know she traveled with a friend of hers and they ended up in Colorado for a little bit and she needed her car serviced and of course you could take it to any you know, mechanic, I think that has some decent reviews. But one of the things that really kind of stuck out to me was this particular place in, in Boulder was like, they had Facebook reviews and Yelp reviews that were so like people went out of their way to write something good. And I'm not even just talking about, yep, great tires. Thanks. Literally, like when we showed up the customer service in there, they were definitely doing things differently. We were met by the owner he talked to my cousin, you know, very respectful and said, you know, I want to get you back on the road. I know you need to hit the road because you've got a deadline to get back to Virginia by Friday. And so he really kind of took his time with her and she went in for one service and he called and said, Hey, listen, I found something else. And this isn't me just, you know, saying that you need to do this. He was like, listen, I sell transmissions for a living. I don't want to have to sell you one. So if you let me kind of change out the fluid, and, you know, provide that, you know, that service very inexpensive. I just don't want you broken down on the side of the road. He cared about her because these two women on the road headed back to Virginia. He went out of his way. I'll stay late. I'll get it done. I'll make sure that you are on the road when you need to get on the road, even if I have to do it myself. Not to mention she was having trouble with a stuck like wiper blade and he like she turned her head or turned her back. She was doing something in the car. Next thing you know, he threw like two new wiper blades on her windshield and for no charge, nothing. And he gave the card and said, I want to hear from you when you get back. 
I want to know that you made it back safely. Even though I may never see you again, I may never see you again as a customer. I want to know that you're good. That is different. Mm -hmm. I have never in my entire experience with a mechanic or anything like that have experienced anything, you know, and that is differentiation. Anyway, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to go up on the call of duty. Yeah. I want to go there. Now, that's a, a, an interesting point. So that's talking about a specific experience. He helps someone in the moment. If we start thinking about our third strategy here, our third suggestion for the listener in terms of hearing what they need. Now, that person, your cousin being there, needed it in the moment. But right. for purposes of what we're teaching everyone here today, it's like you need to take the pulse of your <laughs> <laughs> hold on a second let me see mm, yep resting heart rate 60 perfect oh sorry oh, no mm. i was thinking about on the pulse oh Anywho. the business okay of what people <laughs> want media. oh i'm sorry yeah, take that pulse or you know wh- so we we talked in the first um we talked in the first strategy about pain point but how would you find that out you know, you've got to get out there and ask. You've got to get out there and talk to people. You've got to listen. You've got. To, I love when Keith talks about how observant he is, where he's observing his environment, and that brings him blog um, content ideas. So you have to have people actually asking for your solution. If no one's asking for it, then you just have a lovely solution, but it's not going to go anywhere. That's very true. And thank you for recognizing my my observations of my environment. <laughs> and observing your environment is very important. So if you're moving in a nursing and healthcare environment, you can observe what the frustrations and pains are that your colleagues share with you or share out loud. And there's lots of ways to to start to gather this information about your market. And it doesn't mean you're, you have to hire a marketing specialist or a researcher. There's a lot of this that could be done through well, let's. What shall we start with? Social media. How social media can be used to this end. It's noisy out there, but there are definitely. It is. Yeah, but that's definitely a place where you can keep your ear to the rail. Um, you know, as the saying goes, because it. it I I would say for any budding business out there, and I kid you not, because I've started businesses predated pre social media, and. Mm-hmm to try to get that market analysis, to try to hear those pain points, as Elizabeth is kind of indicating, like you really do have to go out and ask or really insert yourself in situations to find out what people's pain points are. What are they upset about? What is it that they need versus social? Ask and listen. Yeah, versus Mm -hmm. social is that you really, she talks about putting a finger on the pulse here. You have an opportunity and access through social to see what people are asking for. I kid you not on Facebook. Well, people already know this as if I'm telling them something that they don't already know. How many times on your Facebook timeline do you have somebody blurt out like, hey, I need help with, go. Like literally, that's I, the I, sentence. I love, I love when I see just friends in the area say, hey, we want to find somewhere good to eat, but we're kind of sick of the same places. What do you think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that was you, Scala. I know that was you. I know where I want to (laughs) go. Okay, you know where you want to go. So, but then you're saying is that you're seeing what other people are asking. You just noticed that there are, and perfect example, you know where to go. So what if you were hooking people up by saying, hey, I know this area. I know what's good. I know what you're going to love. And if people are asking you, Scala, as part of your problem-solving skills, 
hey, I'm not even in the area, or hey, I just moved to the area, or hey, I've lived here for 15 years and I'm tired of going to the same place. Can somebody help me out, please? You know where to go. Yeah, well, I've seen a business that does that where people come to the area and they just provide suggestions about places to eat and why and why is it good. And that's so it's yeah, you're listening to the pain points. You are differentiating yourself with your solution and then you are um, giving people what they're asking for. Another great way. So I do this. um, I do this anytime, even on a sales call. You know, I get an email. People want to talk to me about a potential talk. We get on the phone. The first thing I ask them is, how did you hear about me? That way I'm getting some research done about, you know, what are their search terms or did they get referred? The second question I ask is like, why now? You know, what's Mm -hmm. going on? What is happening that is leading you to need a speaker related to nurse burnout? And so I hear their pain points. I hear their what they need and, and why now. So you can do that um, data mining anytime you're in conversation with a potential customer even. That's very true. And we can also extrapolate when we're data mining with one particular person or organization we're talking with, we can extrapolate that that pain point's probably shared by others in the same profession or industry. We don't know for sure because we don't have absolute proof, but we can assume that there's other people feeling or thinking the same way as well. Yeah. I mean, there, there are so many ways to get on the pulse here. And like I said, Mm -hmm. you know, you had mentioned social media and sort of the predated social media. Yeah. I mean, I, I love what we're bringing to the table here. Just, you know, get yourself in situations. You just get, keep your ear to the rail when you're in groups, when you're in just around people, what, what is like a common thread? What is like a common, Mm -hmm. like an issue that you are the person that people are saying, hey, Scala, I really need help with this. Actually, I should probably put myself in this. Hey, I can't get this to work. It just crashed. What is What app do I need to get? And I help people. <laughs> I kid. I get those technical and, questions all the time. And, and, and you mentioned groups. I just want to dig a little deeper on that for a second, that you can utilize Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups pre-existing groups for data mining. You can join groups and join conversations and get a sense of what people are talking about and have conversations and enter into relationships. Or you can go this one step further and create a group that you invite people to. And that group becomes somewhat of a focus group for you. It's a place where you can kind of guide the conversation and, and gather data from the conversations that you actually start with your Wait members. a minute. What? I feel this is familiar territory to me. Are we in a group right now? There's a group of three right now on the microphone. No. I'm talking yeah. about a mastermind group. We know oh, that. Yeah. We do that. We share ideas. We we collab on Mindshare and Collective Genius. We we Ask hear questions and answer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with this with this network is that we're helping people other podcasters that are out there who who want to do this as part of their business and expand and things like that. And yeah, I mean the three of us, including the other members of the group, are saying, hey, I got this. I mean, you know, there are things, I know, this is crazy, that I don't know. Oh, and I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's like one or two things out there in the world that I don't know. 
So <laughs> I'm just saying. Everyone's gasping out. I'm there. just saying that I'm owning the I fact. I think I fell out of my chair. <laughs> Get back up, mm. people. He's here. Okay. So by doing that, we hear what people are asking for because, Keith, you, we created a group like this. And the reason why we did it is that we get so many emails and so many shout outs and all that, like, hey, can you help me? Hey, can you help me? We decided, like, we needed to put this into a group setting mm-hmm. so that everybody can see the answers. Everybody can learn. And we, as this trifecta, can can help sort of guide people into the answers. We know there's a problem. Right. We started the group and people ask questions in there, right? So. That's right. And wait a second. Rewind the tape. Did you say the raisin we do it or the reason we do it? What? The raisin? <laughs> Dude, we are channeling too. I thought you said the raisin we do it. Yeah, the Sorry. raisin we do it was a grape, but now, you know, it's been in the sun a little bit longer. So it's baked. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's here. The, the thing is, is, I think the point is, is that you said that you could start a group. We did because we are experts in podcasting. And I'm putting that, like, we are experts in podcasting because we've been doing it long enough. We know what the expertise is. You're owning is. that, aren't you? And yeah, are there other mastermind groups? Are there other collective geniuses? Uh, yeah. But are they doing it as cool as we are? Heck no. No. This is the bomb diggity in this mind share because this is the way we're doing it. We're doing it differently. Bomb diggity. You heard it here first. Folks. Differentiation, point being, is that we are doing it differently. And hey, you can choose to participate and get involved or really even join the group if you want to be a budding podcaster or not. The door's That's open right. if you want to be there. Well, it's actually a closed group. You got to be invited. But still, you know, it's part, it's part of the benefits of being, you know, in the Pulse Media Network. Right. Oof. Right. And now to, to recap, we identified a problem. We came up with a solution. We figured out how to differentiate our solution from relatively similar solutions And then we looked at market analysis, data mining, social media groups, other ways that we can gather data to make sure that we're on the pulse of what our potential or existing audience needs. So what happens next once all of this has been set up? What do we do next? Well, we do, if you know, you're in business, we need the lights to stay on. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's about, I mean, getting reimbursed for this because you know what? I'm thinking about me as a consumer. If somebody is solving a problem for me, I'm willing to to pay for for it because it's only going to allow me to do the things that I either need to be doing outside of that or that I want to do. And I'll tell you what, if it if the hurt is hurting, like if it's painful, if my pain point is like I cannot do this anymore because I need to move forward on this thing, I think that's the thing as far as like testing what are people saying about this? Like if people are like literally shouting out, I will hire you to do this for me. I can't do it. You know, or are they saying things or asking things like, I really, really, really want to do this. There's just a piece of it that I, I'm having trouble with. And I'll tell you what, like if you're able to solve that problem for them so that they can get to monetizing whatever it is, and we're not even just talking about business, but in life, monetizing their life, squeezing the juice out of every moment of their life, because if they're stuck for hours and hours and hours trying to do something that they don't know how to do or not really good at and don't really want to do, we can help them get back to what it is that they love to do or want to be doing. So I think that payment piece is really hard for people to to really embrace because it goes down to the money thing. And I'm afraid of money. I am. Don't even say it. I'm scared. Okay. Well, I think, I think when we talk about um, monetizing your business, it relates 
to and is embedded in all of what we've already discussed, the differentiation, the pain, um, and listening to people. So, for example, if you want to, I don't know, like sell a fancy expensive car, let's say, are you going to market to a retired gentleman who, you know, was making many, many six figure salaried for years and now wants to play with a Corvette? Or are you marketing to a high school dropout teenager type dude who doesn't really have enough money to buy soda for fun? So it's like you have to know who you are marketing to. You have to know what their pain point is, what they're looking for. You have to have that differentiation to stick out. And then, I mean, people would be coming to you instead of the opposite. I mean, obviously you're going to them too, but um, it would make it easier if you really know all of the above, all of those pieces we've already discussed, and then um, price your offer, your service, your product to that specific that specific person that you are um, servicing. Exactly. And I feel so much better about the money since you you told me that, Scala. Because if I'm doing my market analysis, and this is okay, folks, because this is business, is that you're talking about you've got a certain target demographic that you're working with. And because of social and because of the access that we have on business, and we can't go too deep on that. I mean, that's just going to be another episode or a course in the academy, is that you have information right in front of you to say, okay, this particular demographic, this cohort has X amount of dollars for either disposable income or you can even look at spending habits that they have. And even if you're just looking around, like you're in a, like, what are people buying? So again, you, there are ways for you to find out like, okay, how do I test this out? Like, are people going to pay? And we know our target demographic for, you know, our network and we are working with people that are already in business and they're not afraid to invest in their business. And we do it at a scale that I think is reasonable for a startup. And we tested this and we talked about this. I mean, we literally distilled it down to a point where, okay, what are the costs and, you know, how, you know, how do we offer this to to people so that, you know, costs are being covered and they're getting exactly what it is that they need so that they can grow their businesses. And we, we tested that mark. We know what the market is. But we got it from social, we got it from talking to people, we got it from asking questions of those pain points and what people are willing to invest in when it comes to their brands and businesses or just their livelihood. So, yeah, don't be afraid of the money. I was just kidding. Uh, but, and we don't need to go too deep in that. But I, again, Scala, I, I love what you're saying there is like, you should at this point know who you're marketing and selling to. Mm-hmm. That's true. And another way, another place to, to maybe expand on this in another episode would be talking about pricing because pricing is hard for many of us. And I've had my own struggles with that as well. Yeah. So let's wrap this up then because we covered the four and you're right. I mean, we need to extrapolate many of these concepts in other podcasts or in the show notes or in the courses. So we're good. I'm here. Sweet. All right. Well, hey, if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. Kevin Ross at Innovative Nurse channeling vanilla ice. Awesome. That's, uh, I don't even have anything else to say or top with. I'm just glad we've delivered valuable content here today at Elizabeth Scala. And Keith Carlson at Nurse Keith. I can't match that, Kevin. So you win hands down. Value, we out.
All right. So as you know, we built off a 239. This is episode 240, done and done. As we get out of here, let's just wrap again. Remember, so you've owned your influence and authority and you're ready to execute on some kind of product or service. And, you know, I always like to talk about a product and service because I really do think even a service is your product. So are you solving that problem and have you identified it, as we said, differentiation, doing it differently. I mean, that I think is so important because you may look around and be like, oh, but they're doing it. Oh, but they're doing it. But hey, you got your own flavor. You've got your own approach. You've got your own slant and your way to do what it is that you're going to be doing, solving that problem. And hey, on that market analysis and even in social media, I think it's very easy to find out, are people asking for it? I mean, seriously, are they asking for it? A great example, this was after I recorded the show and I put this on Instagram on on one of my profiles, talking about a market analysis here. As a real example, my kids go to summer camp. They love summer camp and that's kind of their hustle and they love doing it and they've been asking me, when do we sign up? When do we sign up? When do we sign up? Well, finally, today was the day, this morning. And it was literally like a rock concert. I kid you not, it was like a rock concert. You know, parents standing in line and another parent at home on the computer trying to get in because these things fill up quick. Well, Hey, I was first, you know, online and front row seats and getting the kids all signed up. Kind of had a bit of a blip in the shopping cart when I went to go pay. They fell out of the shopping cart. I had to put them back in. Kind of a nervous wreck there for a second. But hey, we got the kids in. But 10 minutes later, it was it. It was full. It was done. And like I said, we heard from other parents that they had parents in line. One parent was at home. One parent was in the line. It was nuts. Where am I going with this? Where I'm going with this is that do that market analysis. You hear these pain points, like as an example, parents saying, hey, where do I send my kids for the summer? You know, I don't want them to be bored or I need them to be entertained. Or not only that, I mean, even for kids who can't stay home by themselves, like these camps are great. So perfect example as far as like, if you want to get into a niche with like kids, hey, I'm a parent. We go, you know, above and beyond for our kids, do what we got to do. And if that's kind of a business, not to say you need to start a summer camp, but if there's something that you want to do around like with kids, boom, there you go. Business idea, just get it going. Market analysis, do people pay for things like this for their kids? Yes, they do. Anyway, they're asking for it. And of course, they're going to pay, you know, because, hey, that solution that you're providing to their pain point is that's that's viable. I mean, that helps them. That helps them do what they got to do. You got to work. You got to you got to build. You got to scale. You got to do whatever. And to do that, you need help. And you could be that help. Anyway, help me because I'm out of breath and we need to get out of this one. We can't thank you enough for your time and attention on this particular episode as we are on the pulse of business. RNFMRadio.com forward slash episode 240. All the links are in the show notes and the mobile app. And yeah, definitely head over to that Pulse Media Network to find out what's happening over there in that listener group. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a Pulse Media podcast. So anyway, all right, folks, time and attention, much appreciated. Go out, find that passion, execute on those ideas, rinse. Yeah, and you better repeat them. We'll see you back here with us again on our next episode of RNFM Radio.